0: Hey, Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah.
1: And I'm Annika.
0: And today's story is about a dog who protects one of Australia's most iconic species.
1: Hey, guys.
0: Puppy Dog Tales at night evening really in the evening yep yeah we don't have a lot of business today
1: nope oh I did do something really cute so Mm -hmm. for father's day
0: I came up with that yeah
1: (laughs) so for father's day I got my husband a little shirt that has a picture of Buffy on it yeah and it is so stinking cute Oh! Oh, have you gotten it? Yeah, oh. I so I got one for me too yeah. because it was just too cute and I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you do. Oh yeah, so that's cute. It was super cute. So I'll have to like link. Mm-hmm. I found them on Etsy. I'll have to like link it in the show notes. So
0: because it was, I like that idea. It turned out so well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you showed it to me. And I was at your house on Saturday. I know I we opened it literally yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get a pass. Thanks. Um, Thank you. I I have come down with a with a dreadful case of le- cat lapitis. It's it's They're bad guys. Whenever your cat sits on your lap, it's very immobilizing. <laughs> it is. I I have no working legs. They're going to be numb by the end of the podcast. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> um, and For sure. Yeah. And then and this happens too a lot lately is dog armiosis. Oh no. Um, and then you have no legs and only one arm to do anything with.
1: Man. So see? just like three of your, it just knocks out three of your limbs
0: all at once. Like that. Yeah. And <sighs> I keep having them both at the same time. Do you need to see a doctor about that or a vet about that? That's a, I think I need to find someone who has both a medical degree and a DVM? And the veterinarian agree. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that would do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's almost July. I know. That's nuts to me.
0: July is my birthday.
1: I know. And end of July is my husband's
0: birthday. I mean, it's so- it June. Oh yeah,
1: I said the wrong month. You so did. happy birthday to my husband.
0: Happy birthday, Tom- Tomas. Thomas. This is gonna come out on his birthday. Oh, it is!
1: So, like, happy actually happy
0: birthday, Thomas. Aw, what's up, brother?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay, well, let's go ahead and jump in to today's episode. Let's do it. Okay, so today's episode is all about Bear, and he is a koala detector. So, if you go back, I think it was episode like three. We mm-hmm. did a dolphin detector. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I one of the that. things, yeah, and one of the things <laughs> that they were saying. So, if you haven't listened to that one, go back, Do it. it's way good. back.
0: Sky, was it sky cloud? Cloud. 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 I was, close. <laughs> was close. I, I called her that a lot too during the episode, I think we did, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so one of the things that they said was that. They could use what they learned with cloud to help with other species.
0: Ooh. And
1: that's what happened. Dude. So, yeah.
0: That's cool. Because this
1: is a koala detector. So most of my information for this episode is coming from IFAW is what I'm going to call it. Okay. That stands for the International Fund for Animal Welfare.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is. Oh, I heard IFAW. Like. I've fallen and I can't get up. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not, not I fall. Maybe that's
1: like the
0: koalas in the story.
1: No, I fall, like paw, but with an paw, F. Paw, but, but with yeah. an F. International okay. Fund for Animal Welfare. <laughs> 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 and then also UniSC, which is the University of the Sunshine Coast, which is in Australia. I want to go where there. Our story takes place. Yeah. I know, right? University (laughs) of
0: Sunshine?
1: (laughs) I just want to go to Australia. There's that,
0: too. I think I would fit in there. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. Okay. (laughs) There. So, Bear is an Australian coolie. He's a
0: dog, not a bear, you guys. Just in case anyone was wondering.
1: Yeah. Which, also, koalas are not bears. So, this is just, like, kind of a confusing thing all around. True. Yeah. But people often call them koala bears, but they're not.
0: They don't even look like bears.
1: No, they don't.
0: Anyway. Yeah, let's we can focus now.
1: <laughs> so bear is an Australian coolie. And I think we're going to do a spotlight on those. But they look a lot like an Australian shepherd. They're gorgeous. Really good. They're,
0: yeah, we'll what? do a spotlight. Okay. So we'll talk about them later. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They look kind of like Sadie, though. They do, yeah. So Bear originally lived with a family in a small flat. He was not very well geared to living in a flat. Apartment life was not for him. No. Oh man. Um, he would often get bored and he would um he was eventually surrendered to a shelter. Cause oh. I mean, this this buddy was tearing things up. Uh, at yeah. home. That he
0: was, a, go ahead. That was a uh, lot of high energy style dogs when they... Oh,
1: yeah. Extremely yeah. high energy. He was gnawing at walls. He was destroying furniture. Like, oh it was bad. And then they also said that he had an obsessive compulsive temperament, which I'm not 100% sure what that means. Like, I don't know if that means he's, like,
0: resource aggressive. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I think it means that, like... Like Sadie might have a bit of that tendency because she chews at her toenails a lot. Oh, okay. She doesn't chew on her paw pads, but she'll shave down her toenails to the to the quick. Like Oh. Especially her back her back claws never need to be trimmed because she does it herself. Yeah. She's doing it right now, honestly. Like yeah, she, no, she is. She, she, but she never like I thought it might be allergies at first, but she doesn't have she doesn't have doesn't have a breakout anywhere. I just think she might be a little bit like she might do it when she's a little bit bored.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this. Yeah. So Bear is clearly a dog that struggled with boredom and like yeah. finding enough things to keep him preoccupied.
0: So I think it was the right call to surrender him to a shelter. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that if you know that's not the right dog for you.
1: Right, and I mean it's a lot better of an option than some other things that we've talked about on this podcast. So. Mm-hmm. He was later adopted by IFA, again, the International Fund
0: for Animal Welfare. Ah.
1: So their goal is to help rescue, rehabilitate and release animals in the wild. Cool. And they want to encourage humans and animals to coexist. We okay. love that. Yeah. They believe in the importance of individual animals in a species.
0: So That's uh, yeah, that's important.
1: Yeah, cuz I think it's you know, when you look at the species as a whole, it seems really daunting being able to help like an entire species, but when you look at an individual, it feels a lot more it's a lot more doable. Yeah. yeah. So, they use many of the dogs that they rescue to help other
0: animals. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, when adopting dogs, they specifically look for dogs that might not be adoptable because of their high energy so they They look look for dogs they specifically look for dogs that are high energy gotcha yeah so So, bear's high energy and obsessive compulsive tendencies actually made him perfect for koala detection that's good yeah So so before i get too into you know his training and the story i wanted to get into why this is important. Why, why do we care
0: about dogs detecting a koala? Yeah, I was wondering if they were like, I can't remember if they're threatened or endangered or not. Well, I'm going to get into that. So, okay. good segue.
1: So, koala scat, which scat is a fancy word for poop. Yep. It just sounds a little nicer.
0: It does. That's nice.
1: So, there's a ton of reasons why koalas are important. Koala scat is actually one of them. So, oh. koala scat is vital to the forest floor and the environment where it Oh, is. yeah. Yep. yep. So, they live in eucalyptus forests, and their scat helps create rich soil for the forest to survive. Mm-hmm. It provides food for other animals. Ew. I know. Yeah, it's gross, but decomposers are nasty i know uh i mean but on it like my dog sometimes eats like goose poop not, that's true not anymore but i don't feel like that's because she's learned not to eat goose poop i just feel like that's because we live in a place there's not as many geese as where we lived <laughs> last yeah. anyway yeah the so animals eating poop like it's a thing
0: yeah it is <laughs>
1: Koalas fur is especially dense, which also provides yeah. needed insulation for birds to build their nests. So koalas are oh. very helpful to animals that live in the environment that they do. Because of that, they're classified as an ambassador species. So this means oh, cool. that... And I think we... I think when we were talking about the dolphins the mm-hmm. uh, okay. clouds episode... Yeah, I think like they're keystone talking, species. That was the word. Yeah. yeah,
0: like if they if they went extinct, then the then the whole ecosystem might collapse. Right, that's the yes. word. I know it is. Mm-hmm.
1: But honestly, I kind of like ambassador species a little better, even. But yeah, keystone ambassador. I mean, they both are sure. good things. <laughs> if an animal if a species is classified as an ambassador species it means basically protecting that animal in their habitats protects dozens of others as well yeah you know and sometimes it's other animals that like might be a little more niche or might not be as cute and fluffy you know yeah yeah
0: so, they're, like, the face of Australia for, like, a bunch of other species that are endangered.
1: Yes. Or, like, the face of, like, the eucalyptus forests in general.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. So, unfortunately, though, koalas are endangered due to habitat oh. loss. Yeah. Oh. I know. True. So... The Australian government is really invested in keeping track of koala populations. Yeah. I know, which I love. But unfortunately, they're extremely hard for humans to detect. So they live high. There.
0: Yeah, they're extremely really hard. dumb. They are really dumb. They're um, real cute, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are cute. They live up in high trees. Mm-hmm. So. They're also ext- pretty small. Yeah. So yeah, they are. If you're looking up high in the trees for something really small, like that's already difficult. They are very slow moving. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you know, like that's something that could help you if you're looking for something is you look for movement. But they don't move very quickly. You're not going to see movement. Oh, uh, yeah. They blend in pretty well with their habitat. And then Mm -hmm. they also, they don't really make noise, except for apparently they make like some grunts during mating season.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard that before. It's really funny. (laughs) I wanted to call the koalas, get off my lawn doggies, because, and it's I know it's really crazy, but that's where I am today, because they're like little grumpy old men to me, and grumpy old men are always saying, get off my lawn, so. I guess. How about like... Big nose doggies, because they have, like, the giant nose. I guess. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mine's funnier. I don't know about that. (laughs) Anyway. So, they need help. They're hard to find by humans. Extremely hard to find. Yeah. We need need a bear that's a dog. Okay. Well, I'm not there yet. Okay. down. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Sorry.
1: So, just to kind of, like, emphasize the point of how hard it is for humans to detect them. So that because of all that, population estimates by human are extremely inaccurate. Yeah. So the the last national count prior to this story taking place was in two thousand twelve. So that's also a problem because you know since they're so inaccurate, they're done very rarely. Oh. So t- yeah, two thousand twelve was the last time that. You know, researchers attempted to estimate the population. They were estimated. The estimate was between thirty-three thousand to one hundred fifty thousand. Oh my God, guys! Right, we need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So extremely inaccurate. Like that is a huge range.
0: Like I have, I have a hard time grasping how a group of scientists could settle on this amount. Yeah, it's just that's insane.
1: Yeah, and that was just that was in Queensland. Okay, so and that was according to an article from Science, right? Science Wire, Science Wire. I can't say words. Written by Roman. Christescu. I'm saying that last sounds time the best cool. time I can. I could not find a pronunciation online, so that's okay. That's the best I can. sounds cool.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So that brings us into Bears, Bears training. Mm-hmm. So, Romaine, Romaine Christescu was also a bear. Bears' trainer. Okay. And she trained him through the Detection Dogs for Conservation program. So, as she was researching koalas for her PhD in landscape ecology, she had spent countless hours searching for koala scat on her own. And she was just like, this is the worst. Yeah. There has to be a better way to do this. So, she started training detection dogs to more efficiently and more accurately collect the data on koalas. Gotcha. So... Training involved introducing the dogs, and I think Bear was the first one. Don't, like, quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he was the first one. I promise I won't. Okay. Yeah, like, I could be wrong. It's fine. Yeah. So she would introduce Bear to some koala scat, mm-hmm. familiar familiarize the dogs with the scent of koala scat, koala fur, and then they would hide samples for them to find which again okay. going back to like the dolphin detective, like that's exactly what they did there too so this was not the first time that bear was utilized to find koalas in the wild he had been working mm-hmm. prior to this but oh, okay if you'll remember november of 2019 and april of 2020 there were massive bushfires in australia
0: oh yeah I know. Like at and it was the like, beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> right. Holy it was, crap. It was one of
1: those things that, like, there was so much going on around that time. It got completely obscured by so many things. That was, you know, huge in Australia. They were terrifying.
0: That's um, also when we were still roommates. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there were, yeah, I know. There were 46 million acres burned. During these bushfires,
0: yeah, I remember them being really bad. They were
1: I mean, it was horrible. Cool. And the bushfires, you know, they're caused due to increasing temperatures, yep. climate change, mm-hmm. and a very long drought also contributed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it just like you know created the perfect storm for these bushfires. Gotcha. To emphasize the point of how bad they were, 80% of the Blue Mountains World Heritage Site was burned. Oh, my God. 80%. Like. Whoa. Think. Right. And so this is like a national park. So I'm just. Mm -hmm. I've never been to the Blue Mountains in Australia. I've never been to Australia. (laughs) But But I've been to like Yellowstone. mm -hmm. I'm just imagining like. 80% Eighty percent of Yellowstone just
0: burned. I also just remember that like November to like January, that's like spring to summer mm-hmm. over there. I always yeah. forget that. Right so now. like it's getting hot, like kind of like how right. Canada just had wildfires that were hard to control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, yeah, that's still that's crazy. Yeah,
1: fifty three percent of the rainforests in Queensland were burned so Good more than Lord. half of like the rainforest in australia yeah mm-hmm. so and that all that information is according to disasterphilanthropy.org Gotcha. Um, so population studies done by ifa after the fires estimated that about 6382 koalas were burned just in new south wales oh my god yeah, and that estimate—they're pretty. There is more accurate because of bear. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Bear. Yeah, bears. Great. So during the active fires, it wasn't safe to deploy bear. They were not. Uh huh. They were not going to put their workers or other. You know, they weren't going to put their workers. They weren't going to put bear at risk. So that's that's good to know. Very thankful for that. Yes. Yeah. I thought Yes, right. So I did help in other ways, so they were able to identify areas in which koalas lived so that they could rescue as many as possible. Wow. And then they provided veterinary care for koalas that were rescued. Okay. And I'm sure for other animals too. and koalas were not the only animals that Iaw focuses on. Yeah, but for the sake of our story.
0: Yeah. We're going to focus on
1: koalas. We're focusing on the koalas, yes. So, Bear's time to shine came after the fires had died down. And that's not to say that, like, after all of the fires, I mean, this is happening over months and months. So, basically, when fires had died down in a specific area, they would allow Bear to go in and search for any surviving koalas. Cool. Before he was deployed, they did a lot to make sure that he and his humans were safe. So they made sure that the ground wasn't too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, they made sure, you know, there's lots of other dangers that are still present after a fire. So they had, they wanted to make sure that no, none of those dangers were present. And then they all would wear protective gear, including bear.
0: No, of course if you, you look would. up.
1: I know. If you look up pictures of Bear, he's wearing, like, these cute
0: little red booties. Oh, yeah. They are really cute. So cute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So whenever they deployed Bear to go look for surviving koalas, they would give his command, which mm-hmm. is, let's go find. Aww. <laughs> and Bear would just, like, the. he would just become, like, the most excited... Th- excited little thing and just go running off yeah he like loved when it was his time to go find loved it
0: oh that's funny because i use i use let's go and with sadie as like a as a let's start walking yeah. I also use I've also started using find like like find the sidewalk mm-hmm. um, just to you know just to keep her brain thinking a little extra while we're walking yeah. but it is funny that like <laughs> you said both of those you said that phrase and I was like huh you yeah ducks like yeah that's that's really cute and he goes it's yeah. just like let's go find it. and he goes and searches for scat
1: Yes. Okay. So he's on the lookout for a scat. He would be accompanied by his handler and a koala spotter. So there was like oh, okay. three three beings on their team. So Bear being one of them. Whenever he would find the koala scat, he's trained to drop to the ground, so that oh, okay. That's 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 cue. his cue to his handlers. I found something. You need to follow me. Okay. So, as soon as he drops to the ground, the handler keeps her eyes on bear, and then the spotter mm-hmm. starts looking up, scanning the trees and the canopies. Gotcha. And I just had to include this entire quote. So, this is a quote from his trainer that I found. Mm-hmm. And she says, This is a tough moment for bear as he looks expect- expectantly at us. Mm-hmm. I- yeah. I always wonder what he thinks, but I believe it's something like, "Come on, humans, unbelievable. Can't you smell that? It's as obvious as a koala nose in the middle of a koala face. Oh that's cute. <laughs> and apparently that's like a phrase in in uh, in France In France. Like people just like say
0: that. Why uh, th- Why France though? I don't know. I yeah. don't have koalas.: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, but like, you know, koala's noses are very prominent. So well, that expectant face, I, like I feel the... like is such a Aussie type of like face because they look a lot like Aussies. Um, is, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's such a, like Sadie does it to me all the time. Like yep. that, like, I, I, I know something or I know what you're going to do next. What, when are you going to do it? Like dinner today, I fed, I fed her before we recorded and she like, just kept making this face at me that that yeah. like, come on, why are you so slow? <laughs>
1: uh, oh, I know. Yeah. I think all dog owners have seen some version of this face before. Yeah.
0: Maybe I'm just, maybe it's just a more of a panicked look to me after growing, after having like, what happened to golden retrievers when yeah. I was younger? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's Sadie definitely is. has like a little bit more of an exaggerated expression
0: overall in yeah. her face, but I think Bear Bear does too. After yeah. looking at his pictures, he's so they cute. do look fairly similar. It's yeah. the light eyes too. That yeah yeah Bear's light eyes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna finish my quote though. Oh, I didn't know you didn't finish it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. All right. So then she continues and says, when we finally set our eyes on the koala, Bear gets his ball as a reward. And for him, that's heaven. Oh, so they give him a little reward for that's finding a koala. Yeah. He just gets a ball. It's a ball. Yep. Ball. yeah. I know. It's so cute. So, I thought also said that Bear is never the one to request a break, ever. Yeah. It's always the humans who want a break and have to force him <laughs> to, like, no, no, like, we're taking a break now.
0: That's on brand. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is. But it also, you know, helps to show, like, why they needed a dog with high energy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this was definitely something that they needed in a dog. Yeah. hmm So once a koala is found, they start by visually examining them just from wherever they are, wherever they can spot them. You know, they try to look and see, is it healthy? Is it in a safe place? So part of that involves too, like checking to make sure that the area around has the resources that it'll need to survive still. Okay. Because a lot of... Right, a lot of their habitat was scorched by the fires. Ugh. So, like, yeah, even if the koala looks completely healthy, if the area that they're in is was completely scorched, they're not going to continue to be healthy. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, if it's not healthy, if it's not safe, if it's not in a healthy environment, they'll safely try to catch the koala. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll do this by coaxing it down. This is really interesting to me. Yeah, they said, they said they'd try to coax it down
0: with a flag. Interesting. I know. A flag? Is there like a color that koalas are like attracted to? Oh,
1: I can't remember if, if it said what color the flag was. Or is it just
0: the movement? Does it feel like it's a... That's really I don't know. Okay. Do you want me to pause and I
1: can look it up? It doesn't say a color.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, it just... There's just a flag on top of a pole, and somehow, I guess it's the movement bringing it down. They just get curious, and oh, okay, brings them down. Yep. So interesting. Yeah. If they're not able to coax it down using the flag, then they'll leave a gentle
0: trap. Overnight and okay. come back and try to get them the next day. Mm-hmm. Gentle trap, I'm guessing would be like one of those like cages that has like the slanted door. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, well, um, that just has food on one side, so like yeah. they get in the trap and they get to like eat like a bunch.
1: Right. So they're able so. to get in through the slanted door, and then when it closes behind them, they can't get back out. Yeah so it doesn't hurt the animal at all no. it's a very safe way to rescue them so when they are able to get the koala they take them you know back to their like headquarters i don't know mm-hmm. and treat them for burns and smoke inhalation those are two really big ones that they see a lot
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: they've also found a lot of koalas obviously a lot that are have been burnt Most of the problems that they're seeing, though, they'll see koalas that are dehydrated. Oh, I know. Malnourished because, you know, their habitat has died, and so they don't have access to the eucalyptus. And this one makes me really sad. They've also found a lot of orphaned koalas.
0: Oh, I know. That's sad.
1: Makes me really sad. So... With the success of Bear, they decided to grow the program. So, currently, Yay. I know, I love it. Currently, there are five dogs in the program, including Bear. So, mm-hmm. they're they're only expanding. They found that dogs are 150% more effective at detecting koalas than humans. That makes sense. And yeah. they're... Twenty okay. times faster at doing it. Wow! Yeah. yeah. So they're they're doing great. In October, on October 11th of 2021, Bear was awarded Animal of the Year by Wow. Yeah, by the International Fund for Animal Welfare for his help in rescuing over a hundred koalas during the fire, like, like in whoa. the aftermath of the brush fires. Dang. Yeah. So he was like, he was doing the work. Good job, Bear. I know. He's great. Yeah. He also, I don't think I wrote this down, but he also has an Instagram page. Yo, let's yes. go. Yeah. So we will absolutely put that in our show notes down below. Yeah. You should definitely go check him out. He's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely recommend checking out. Bear on
0: Instagram, mm-hmm. I will not regret it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Good job, Bear. Yeah. All right. Breed spotlight on the coolie, and I think they're pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so the coolie is just like to let y'all know, it's pretty much a collie, but it's bred in a very specific way. So they are obviously found, they're founded in Australia. They look, mm-hmm. kind, they look to me a lot like a short haired Australian shepherd. Um, yeah, they really do. Yeah, they're medium sized. Their ears stand up, and they either have a solid or merle coat pattern. Merle's like the splotchy. Um, okay. I love like the merle. I think coat. it's so it's cute. So cute. Yeah. If
1: Sadie's is that, oh, I was just gonna ask if Sadie's coat counted as no. merle. No, she is okay.
0: spotted. If her spots were more splotchy and overlapped, okay. then she would. But um, Sadie is just spotted. Um, So they are um, herding dogs for sure. And around the world, they're not technically recognized as their own breed, but they are recognized as their own breed in Australia. Okay. Uh, They're about 16 to 24 inches in height at the shoulder and 30 to 49 pounds. 33 to 49 pounds is the average weight. So their history, like I said, they're, thought to be descended from smooth coat collies from England mixed with black and tan collies from Scotland. Hmm. So that's really specific. Yeah. Uh, So that comes in as a little bit of, with a little bit of health problems. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. So, um, but their exact ancestry is a little bit of a mystery. They're most, they're closely related to the Australian Kelpie which is another dog also descended from like a collie mix um, and but they're like chocolate they're like consistently colored like chocolate brown they look a lot like collies but short-haired and chocolate brown so the but I think they've been mixed they've their breed line has been mixed in with kelpie and mixed in with border collie. Um, I'm assuming that that was done partly to help make better, more diverse bloodlines. Yeah, because they there's a very small gene pool of coolies, and it can cause uh, it's caused hip and elbow dysplasia, and blindness, and something I found. That was pretty interesting. Is that you're pretty huh. much guaranteed to have blind pups if you mate two Merle coolies together? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's like, it's, it's a problem. Um, yeah. You know. So they are basically just a collie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A special collie. A, yeah, a specialized collie. Obviously, things, it's kind of, it's one of those cool things with like evolution where like, some some animals from a species are moved to a different area so i'm sure that's changed some of their genetics and like separated them from collies yeah they, they do look like their their body shape is pretty much collie they're pretty mm-hmm. narrow and deep-chested just with all of the fluff yeah <laughs> they look really soft though they, they do yeah, they look soft like soft like sadie um, no i'm
1: like looking at bear's instagram and just scrolling through and i just like i want to pet him so bad yeah
0: he's <laughs> so yeah, bad. his tail the tail looks a lot like sadie's too but
1: it's
0: oh really it does funny. but sadie has a german shepherd tail so yeah i, I would assume they have a they probably got collies well, have a pretty big tail
1: his doesn't look as floofy, like Sadie is a very floofy tail. His I doesn't look tail so much. I know it's great. Buffy okay, so like when, when Buffy wipes her right. tail, it'll like hit you in the face and it kind of hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Sadie's, it just was like getting a little brush on your face. Like, it's <laughs> so kind of nice.
0: Sweet. So, some of the coolies looked that had tails more, a little more like Sadie's. Um, okay, but yeah, so their temperament. Is is bare pretty much? Yeah, they the first thing I saw to describe them was diligent mm. and devoted. Yeah, um, they're they said this seemed like a little bit of a biased article, but they said they were bred from the ideal working dogs. So they found the the best of the best, so the best of the collies, and bred them to be just the perfect adaptable working dog for farmers. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean yeah, collies are definitely known for being like
0: good farm dogs. Yeah. So they're really good at, at working and herding different kinds of farm animals and they're good at bonding with their with their person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so very diligent, loyal, patient and obedient. It doesn't sound like Bear quite got the patient part, but that's okay. <laughs> Not uh, too much. Can't all be everything we're expected to be. Um. Well,
1: a lot, like a big part of that. Like it sounds like when he has a job to do, he can be patient. Yeah, because he would have to be patient while, like, the koala spotter was looking for the koalas. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. I think he just he needed a job. And I, one of the things that the trainer said about bear specifically was that he like could not stand when, like if, if, if they go to work somewhere and he's left behind, he cannot stand it. So Aww. that was definitely part of it is he just, yeah. yeah. So now he can Sweetie. go to work with them, but yeah.
0: Yeah. That, so I think that it was just sense. like the having nothing to do that really was yeah.
1: detrimental for him.
0: Yeah, that that can be really hard on the on the working breeds. Just yeah. Oh yeah. If you for want sure. if you like that aesthetic, just make sure that you have something to occupy that we've talked about this a lot. Like yeah. make sure you occupy either their brain or you get all of the energy out. Like I took Sadie on like a mile and a half walk before I went to work today. Like Yeah. And then I gave her a conch to play with while I was gone. So like yeah, you just got to make sure, and then and then she she kind of sleeps the rest of the day like that. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a lower energy Aussie, honestly. But like, yeah, <laughs> for the working dogs, like, I'm. It sounds like the coolie is absolutely bred just to work. So I'd be oh yeah, definitely like from what I read, be careful about just like being oh I want a coolie because they're cute. Yeah, uh, yeah. Get a lap. <laughs> Labs are cute, too. Yeah. Labs are cute, and they're lazy. Yeah. So they're the perfect dog for anybody. Yeah. Uh, unless you really, really want a dog to work for you. But anyway, that's the coolie. Let's rate Bear. Yeah. So I
1: am going to give Bear 10 balls to play with once he
0: finds his koala. <laughs> um, I think Bear... Gets five koala stuffies Aww. because he doesn't ever get to play with his koala friends. That's that he very finds. true. I don't and think I he And I think does. he deserves that. I'm yeah. sure he doesn't. They, there's no way that I would don't be safe. No, koalas have all kinds of weird stuff going on with them. Oh, I know. Well, and they also <laughs> do
1: release these koalas back into the wild once they're healed. So you so. want minimal,
0: yeah, uh, contact. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, a little koala stuffy. Love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure to check out Bear's Instagram.
0: Yeah, I'm like, excited.
1: Seriously, like, I've been scrolling through and I'm like addicted. Oh, he's so cute. And they have pictures of koalas too, and those are cute. But yeah, so all that will be in the show notes. You can also, in the show notes, you can sign up for our newsletter. We said at the beginning it's almost July, so there'll be a new one coming out real soon. So Alrighty. if you wanna get that, get some updates of stuff that's going on, sign up. Yeah. All right. You can also find us on Instagram
0: at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. And you can always email stories about your dog at Puppy dog Tales Pod at
1: gmail.com. All right, in the meantime, keep calm and
0: wag Wag on. on!